Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. World Cup of Tea Day 29. We are almost, almost at the finish line. That's right. We started four weeks ago. It's amazing to me. I don't know, where has the month gone? <laughs> Hold on. I'm fiddling around my mixes, which is why my levels are funny, and I'm probably going in and out. In and out. As you listen to me. Yeah, it's, I'm officially, it's end of term, demob happy, whatever phrase you want to use. We are reaching the end of this four-week odyssey. We will do one more show tomorrow to wrap the whole thing up. We'll probably also take a look and score World Cup bingo because your card is not officially done and dusted until the very end of the tournament. And of course, we have a game this morning. Now I'm presuming, I am presuming, even though I I know when I say this, I know that I'm going to be completely wrong. I'm presuming that you got up early this morning to catch the World Cup of Tea prior to the big game. Look, I look at our stats and I know the majority, the majority of our listeners of the Atlantic Voice and therefore also the Atlantic Voice World Cup of Tea, I know you're mostly here in the US. So if you're on the East Coast of the US, this is a 10 a.m. kickoff. And I'm presuming if you're listening to this before 10 a.m., then you already knew that. But I'm also going to say this. If you're in the central time zone or out in the Pacific where the kickoff is 7 o'clock in the morning, well, you you could have got up at 5.30 to listen to this show or 6 o'clock or even 6.30 to just quickly listen to this show first and get my pick for you, which is going to come up at the end of the show. (laughs) Oh, dear. I I get it if you're out there on the West Coast that 7 a.m. is a tad early to have the most momentous football match of the four-year cycle occur. Momentous from an international football sense. i got to tell you something. I think it was the 2002 World Cup. The first one to be co-hosted. It was co-hosted by Japan and South Korea. That final took place on a Sunday in the summertime. And I think it kicked off at 7 a.m., on the East Coast. Noon back in the UK, 7 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, and therefore 4 a.m. in the morning on the West Coast. I do remember this because I want to give a quick shout out, and I have no idea if they've been listening. But if my old friend Ben, if you've been listening, and another friend of mine, and because he's in the trade and in the media, I will actually break my rule and give his surname, Brian Strauss, who works for Sports Illustrated. He's actually out there right now, I think, covering all things soccer for Sports Illustrated. Two old friends of mine, and back in 2002, if I remember rightly, they both came over to my house for the World Cup final, and I cooked. I think I cooked a big uh, English breakfast, old-fashioned English breakfast, sausage, beans, black pudding, fried egg, the whole thing. And if that's just an imagination, if that's an imaginary memory, if that's one of those things, uh, Brian and Ben, that I 
sort of offered you and then never followed up on, then I apologize. But in my mind, I cooked you guys breakfast and you came over for the World Cup final at seven in the morning. I think that was Brazil, Germany, if I remember correctly. So look, 10 o'clock this Sunday, this is a doddle. This should not be hard for you. <laughs> and and to, to be fair, to be fair, I was up early anyway because another world championship is in its first couple of days. What you think they only play for the world championship in football? No, because earlier this week, this past Thursday, the PDC World Darts Championship began. And it'll run until like January the 3rd. Takes place at the Alexandra Palace back in London on Muswell Hill in Wood Green. Ali Pali is this famous old building that I think was built for like the Great Exhibition back in like 1840 or some such thing like that. Massive stone building with stained glass windows. Anyway, inside it has an arena that can seat like 3,000 and they pack it. They pack it twice a day, two different sessions for the World Darts Championship. Yeah, something I watch and I, I need to share something with you. So I have a, you don't get this on TV. A couple of years ago in America, BBC America tried to show it. I don't think the viewing figures were that great. Although to be fair, I don't think the viewing figures on a lot on BBC America are probably that great. But anyway, I, I pay an annual subscription think of about 70 bucks, I think, to the PDC. And on my computer, I can see all their events streamed all year. The Premier League, the World Match Play, the Grand Slam of Darts. Anyway, the, the World Championships is the granddaddy of them all. I think like 128 players or something like that start. And it gets whittled down to the final. Those of you that know anything about darts, they're just playing straight 501. Straight in, double out. So it's not 301. It's not cricket, which I know is super popular here in the States. I'm going to give you some bonus if you decide you want to continue fig trading beyond the World Cup of Tea. Let me go online right now, and I'm going to tell you who I believe, who I believe will be the winner. And give me a moment to surf through the internet. I think on January the 3rd, when they crown the new PDC champion, and it may be a repeat, it may be Peter Wright who won it last year. And if you don't know who Peter Wright is, he is a Scotsman who always dresses extremely flamboyantly, wears his hair in a mohawk, a colored mohawk, steps up to, onto the stage and plays professional darts. He is the defending champion. But let me have a look and see who they have Wander into your nearest fig trader and you will get plus 195 on Michael Van Gerwen. I think he's a four-time defending, four-time champion. Dutch gentleman. Wears his head bald. Looks a little bit like Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. I would also have a punt on Gerwin Price. He was the champion, I think, two or three years ago. You can get him at plus 600, which means your one fig will get you six figs back. But again, picking a winner in one of these big knockout tournaments, doesn't matter what the sport is, darts, tennis, whatever it may be, it is 
frankly, a bit of a lottery because anything can happen over, in this instance, the next three weeks. But again, maybe have a flutter on Mr. Van Gerwen or take a flutter on Mr. Price. Anyway, I was up early because they had the Sunday session today, and that started at 11 a.m. in the morning back in the U.K., so I woke up and walked the dog and then came back and flicked on my computer and watched a few darts in the morning to get ready for today's game. Then I came here, sat in front of the microphone, burning this off for you. And like I say, this is going to be a short one and a quick one today because we don't have a lot of time before we get settled down. But I do, before I do that, I just want to have a quick run back on yes on the much maligned third place game. Now, again, you know how dismissive I was the other day about it. And so true to form, I had the TV on for the second half. But it actually means that I missed a couple of really good goals, including a diving header. Oh, oh what a goal! Oh, that's a magnificent goal! And then another one of those where the Croatian chap weaves in from the corner of the box and bends it around the goalkeeper from about 16 yards. Precisely. He was very pleased with himself. Anyway, Croatia ended up winning 2-1. There were a few... I don't know. Because I hadn't seen the first half and I'd missed all the goals, and I only had the TV on in the second half, and I was only half watching it. I did get a sense that the referee and got decidedly dodgy in the second half. Not biased, just bad. And also VAR intervened, or didn't intervene, on a penalty kick, which... Frankly, to everyone watching around the world, it looked like a penalty kick. The only people who didn't seem to think it was a penalty was the officials on, on the field. And then whoever it is who sits in the control room, they decided it wasn't a penalty either. And the thing ended 2-1 to Croatia. Who, contrary to my own speculation, actually looked genuinely happy at the end of the game. I, I know I was dismissive about the third and the fourth place game. And I, I, I'm not going to take back what I said. I don't know. But I don't think... No, the Moroccan manager actually admitted up front that this is a game that no one really wants to be in. I think he said that in his press conference on Friday. Well, I don't think either team really wanted to be there. It was played. It was an open game. And it was played with some enthusiasm and some spirit. And again, with 10 minutes to go, when everyone's surrounding the referee furious... You're either into the game or you're behaving just as professional footballers do. But at the end of it, Croatia seemed genuinely pleased to get their medals. So congratulations to them. They are officially in the record books as the third place team, third placed team at the 2022 World Cup. All right, because we're keeping it brief today and we are going to do a slightly longer wrap up show tomorrow. It is now that time. You know, I know you have a betting system for other things. Yeah. I think I have a betting system for if Zeph ever says he's going to do something a certain amount of time, take the over. Thank you, partner. Well, you're wrong. We will be going under today because I know you've all got to go and watch the game. Yesterday, I told you to take in the third and fourth place playoff game, I told you to take both teams to score at minus 130. Lo and behold... I think it was already one. I look back in the book and it was like 1-1 after the first 15 minutes. I said it was going to be an open up and down game because this game tends to be every time. And lo and behold, it was. So it would have picked you up. 
I think about 0.73 of a fig. So let's just give you seven tenths of a fig. So if you've gone with the pod with, with one game to go, if you've gone with the pod, you are 15 and 13 with a profit of 5.2 figs. Whatever happens today, we're going to finish in the black. We're going to be making figs. So, as we get towards the final, which if you are squeezing in to listen to this at 9.30 in the morning or 9.40 in the morning, don't worry, I'm going to let you go in a minute. We've already got sitting out there. I've already told you to take either team to win by one at plus 120. Now, that only pays out at 90 minutes. I looked at ultimate winners, which carries through overtime and penalties. Here's the interesting thing about this game. Let me backpedal. When it opened, the fig traders, the fig traders normally have a clear favorite and a clear underdog. They didn't. There have been moments in the last three days where both teams, you can get the same odds on both teams. That is a sign that the traders don't know who's going to win. That is also the sign. And I know we talked about this, I think, back in our episode about Dennis Burkamp and YouTube, where we talked about something called the wisdom of the crowd. That is a sign that the masses don't know who they think the winner will be. Because as of this morning, I went in and I looked to see what I could get. You can get Argentina for 170 or France for 180. So it's almost, almost a dead tie. So that's how I feel. I have no idea. I could sit here for the next 10 minutes and convince you why Argentina are going to win and then take another 10 minutes and convince you why I think France are going to win. I have no idea. No idea. The traders have no idea. The market has no idea. I have no idea. So my honest advice would you to, be, to you would be keep your fig in your pocket. Stay away from picking a winner. But, but I know from a World Cup of Tea perspective, I would be betraying you from a dramatic and from a narrative sense if I did not tell you who I thought I was going to win. So because we've done so well this month, we're going to finish in the black. I'm going to throw, oh, going to throw half a fig down, half a fig down on Argentina to win at plus 170. So you've taken a whole fig. Hopefully you followed me and put it on either team to win by one. And I'm now going to have you take half a fig. <laughs> I know, isn't that terrible? Because I want you to do really well if you've gone with me this month. So I don't want you to take a complete bath if both of these go up this morning. Half a fig on Argentina to win. I'm going to talk a lot right now and none of this is going to make any sense to you at all. So if you ever go to the darts, the professional darts, at the end of every set or before they go to commercial on TV, the whole crowd start chanting. The same chant. Doesn't matter what the arena. 
The chant is based off of a British funk song, I think from the late 80s or early 90s, called Chase the Sun by Planet Funk. Now that song, Chase the Sun, is based off of this song that you're listening to by Ennio Morricone. Yes, the great Ennio Morricone. It's called Alle Luce del Giorno. I have no idea what that means. I think it's from some like Italian movie in the 60s. But hey, look what you just learned. And if you're still not sure, then look, message me and we'll, we'll, we'll arrange to go to see the professionals when they're at Madison Square Garden this June coming up. How about that? And you can learn if you've never been to the dance before, you can come with me, have a fine old time. We'll do a big Atlantic voice road trip. All right, don't forget, one more show to go tomorrow. It will be day 30. We're going to wrap this whole month up. But in the interim, I hope you enjoyed the game. Yeah, I know. You're listening to this after, aren't you? In the words of our absentee executive producer, take care 